In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. This week has been a very busy week, the last week of term, culminating for the school on Friday with prize giving and speeches, and for the choir in the last orchestral mass this morning, and now our final evensong of the academic year, at least the last for our full choir to sing together. And over the course of the week, as the Dean mentioned a moment ago, many memories have been evoked. And I've been asking the staff and children what they will remember most about their years with us here at St. Paul's, what their highlights have been. For many of the staff and pupils, as you might imagine, it has been a trip or a visit they've been on whether that was canoeing in a canal basin, or skiing for the first time, or the American choir tour. For others, it was a concert they had performed in, or an exam they had passed, and most profoundly for friendships they have enjoyed, and which I'm confident will continue. For our choristers, what is most often called to mind have been some of the more extraordinary and unexpected individuals that they have met and the extraordinary events they have taken part in. For example, appearing live on the one show and for the head and deputy head chorister in particular, again, live opening, not in front of just thousands, but millions across the world, the Festival of Remembrance at the Royal Albert Hall last year. Memories that bring back the thrill of awestruck wonder and joy. The memory that made them giggle, and probably always will, I am sorry David, was the memory of the Dean fainting at the dome altar. All these events, these things that have happened in the past, provoke in us powerful feelings. And I think it is the feeling being provoked more than the event itself that is the reason that we remember it. The thrill and warmth of the joy and pride of a success and conversely the aching sadness and pain and sometimes shame of a failure or misadventure. It is the powerful feelings provoked that fixes the memories of the event. And we have some strong feelings evoked in our readings this evening. First, we meet Jacob, preparing to face his brother Esau, the brother whom he cheated by stealing his birthright. Jacob is afraid of his brother's anger and seeks to appease him and protect himself by sending ahead of him generous gifts to soften his approach. And then Jacob is left alone for the night. Having sent his family and flocks and herds ahead of him, he wrestles all night with who? We're not sure. The account in Genesis first says that it is a man. 
The reference to the story in Hosea refers to an angel. And Jacob, at the end of the night, is renamed Israel because he has striven with God and humans and prevailed. It remains unclear with what or whom Jacob has been wrestling. But I remember very vividly someone I know, a monk and a priest, recounting a very similar personal experience of spending the night fighting, wrestling with what he wasn't quite sure, but of it being a deeply spiritual experience. Was it his conscience? Was it Jacob's conscience? The powerful memories of something not laid to rest, something not put right. And when we find ourselves alone with our memories, what feelings do they provoke in us? Do we have a carefree conscience that easily recalls memories of laughter and joy? Or do we have a conscience that troubles us? Jesus, in our second reading, questions the consciences of those in whom strong feelings have been provoked by what they perceive to be the carelessness of his disciples, not observing the traditions by which the community lives. They believe themselves to be upright because of their observance of the law, but Jesus calls them to account for their blindness to the needs of those around them. Jesus calls them to examine their hearts because it is, he says, from within the heart that intentions come, good or evil. We talk about having a cold heart, a clean heart, a black heart, even though we know that it is in the mind, in our thought processes, our decision-making, that good and evil intentions are formed. But we recognize the effects in our hearts when we feel them beating with excitement and anticipation or with fear and trembling. What does your heart tell you today? Has this academic year been a good year for you? Are your hearts warmed by the emotions that have been provoked by the events that you have experienced? Or does your heart tremble at the memory of an event that has wounded you as Jacob found himself to be wounded by his night of wrestling? And if the latter, what are we to do about it? We cannot undo what has been done. Often we have to admit that we are powerless to do much at all to change what is past. But just as it is from within that good and evil thoughts and actions come, so it is also from within that peace is to be found. And so take your orders of service with you today and keep on your lips and in your hearts the words of Charles Wesley's hymn that we sang a few moments ago and pray that we might have a heart in every way renewed and full of love divine, perfect and right and pure and good, a copy, Lord, of thine. Let us pray.
Prevent us, O Lord, in all our doings with thy most gracious favour, and further us with thy continual help, that in all our works, begun, continued, and ended in thee, we may glorify thy holy name, and finally by thy mercy obtain everlasting life, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. <laughs>